Views expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Even Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Sir, yes, sir. We are back. You are plugged out of whatever mental rut you've been in for the past week, and you are now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors podcast, alongside our new co-host for the season, Zachariah Israel. Salute, salute, brother. Salute, salute to you. Definitely, definitely, definitely a plus in the in the addition um to the show what we're going to do first and foremost we're going to speak about what we're doing today today's topic is unlearning the n-word that is unlearning the n-word something that i struggle with something that i know that um oh it's learning the n-word plus unlearning the n-word that's right learning the n-word first then we're going to talk about how we're going to unlearn the n-word all right and the n-word being that word. You know the N-word. We all know what the N-word is. It's a nasty word in some in some circles. It's not so nasty in other circles. So that's one of the topics that we're talking about today. Um, of course, we're going to pay homage to the ancestors. You know how we do. Um, myself, I have someone that I think is special. I think I might have said him before, but if I did, so what? Giving them props again, right? Um, Zachariah has someone special today, someone near and dear someone from the west coast give you a you know give you a hint 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 you know because zachariah over in the west coast he doing it up over there ain't you doing it up over there zachariah a little something so i'm not, not not too much you know i'm trying to you know they say you know in, in, in spanish there's a phrase that says dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres it means uh tell me who you walk with and i'll show you who you are so they say you hang around five broke people, you're gonna be the six. You hang around five millionaires, you're gonna be the six. I'm trying to get in the right circle, man. I'm trying to get in the right circles, right? I, I hear you, man. From from what you told me behind scenes, man, you 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 on the way, brother. You're definitely on the way, and I'm glad you're on board. I'm glad we got the meetings that we got set up for the future of the show, for the future of what we're trying to do. Because this is bigger than the podcast, I'm guessing, to you. This is bigger than the podcast to me. And I know it's bigger than the podcast to our man, Joe. Shout out to Joe. He was fit under the weather today. Um, shout out to him. You know, speaking of talk yet, but it ain't the same without you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's already not the same without you, man. Speedy recovery. Hope all yes. is well in your world, man. Get back here next yes. week strong. All, all positive energy, healing energy to you, Joe. Yes, 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 yes. And then, of course, we're going to do our current events, you know, our current event section. We're going to talk about um, Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to talk about um, <laughs> what we're going to talk about, Travis Scott. We're going to talk about Dr. James Whitfield over there in Texas. And we're going to talk about the Queens DA throwing out 60 convictions. All right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, Joe, um, uh, see, I said Joe, right? See? Oh, man. I'm so used to Joe being around, man. I'm about to say, yo, Joe, man. You know, but it's not. It's I, mean, I know we look alike, but, you know, <laughs> you can't get me mixed up. Yeah, I look alike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
if they only knew in 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 podcast world, right? And if, I mean, if, we, if we if if you could see a person's spirit in their aura, I'm sure it'd be different colors that change according to the way we feel. I, listen, you know? I'm telling you, listen. Some people is not going to see this live on video. Some people is never going to see us on video at all. So there's some like people that. out there that's going to listen to the podcast. And they're going to feel all of your energy, not knowing anything about who you are, and then base a judgment all on that. Right? What you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm used to uh, to to breaking uh, the first judgment anyway after the first conversation. So even if you saw me, you're going to know. Nah, got nah. The stereotypes. Get rid I'm of the stereotypes. Off, man. Yeah, I want y'all to know, get rid of the stereotypes that... That brother right there, man. Listen, listen, mel- me- listen. He got more melanin coursing through his veins than a lot of us. Trust me. All right. By my genes from the <laughs> So once again, we're on different platforms. Of course, we're uh, some of our platforms is Amazon Music, Stitcher, Podchaser, TuneIn, Reasons Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Mixcloud iTunes podcast, and of course, the Evening Rush Network. And also, you can download the Evening Rush Network app available on both Android and Apple. Okay? Are we still on uh, Zeno FM? Um, I believe so. I believe so. Zeno FM is one of them as well. You can listen to us. You can watch us. Just get plugged in with the Mental Warriors podcast. All right? Go out there to all the listeners. You know, the more you share... The more you spread the word, you know, it's still the biggest form of advertisement and, and the most effective form of marketing. We're not doing this for money. We do this because it's near and dear to our heart. And this is a movement that we stand behind. So all the help we could get, if you could share and talk about it, let people know and uh, invite people to watch. Yeah. And that's the, that's the crazy part about it all is that, you know, you have to play a popularity contest in a sense. You know, I mean, hey, look at us, like us, share us, you know. And that's the sad part about this game. But we're in the game nonetheless, right? So yeah. um, as we always do, we speak about a little bit about sports, you know, because we're really about the mental. So but sports, sports give us a, a, a you know, a way to lay, you know, lay back and whatnot. The Evening Rush Network said what's good. What's good, family? What's going on over there at the Evening Rush Network? Shout out to you guys over there. Um, the Knicks lost recently. Uh, they've been doing just fine as of late. Giants game. I went to a Giants game this past Sunday. They wow. won. They won. Good. Yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool experience. Took 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 the wife. Um, took the wife. Nice. Took, took her mom, and who was one of the biggest Giants fan there is. So yeah. it was a cool experience and whatnot. But that's my that's my sports for the week. So let's 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 dig into what we're here for. You know, what I mean, we're here to pay homage. We're here to give respect to the culture and whatnot. So first and foremost, we're going to pay homage to our ancestors. Zachariah, who you got today, brother? Well, <clears throat> this man really needs no introduction. Um, I'm honored to say I had a personal uh, ongoing encounter with him through my first one of my first jobs at Can-Am Recording Studios in Tarzana, which is where I happen to be right now, ironically. Oh, wow. Uh, Tarzana, California. The studio is not too far from here. Uh, it's a music studio that was contracted by Death Row. And I know y'all are like, who is this? Who's he going to talk about? 
Oh man, this man is so legendary. He was not only a rapper last week, two weeks ago, you mentioned he's a poet. Um, also, this man was actually a civil rights activist in his own right. He came from, you know, roots of the Black Panther Party. And so I just gave it away right there. None other than the late, great Tupac Shakur. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just to share, just to share my history uh, with this man. Uh, so I, I got a job at Can Am Studios, you know, when I was like seventeen, just turning eighteen, um, and uh, you know, all the Death Row artists was there. I saw I was with him, Snoop Dogg Pound, on a daily basis. Um, and he was just so passionate about what he does. I don't think people really understood it. You could hear it in the music, but he took it so serious, man. Like I used to sit and watch him, you know, like write a song in like 20 minutes. Uh, two quick stories. So one day um, I walk in the studio, John B shows up, um, which went to the middle school up the block from where I grew up. Um, and he starts, you know, composing music, writing stuff. He wrote his own music, by the way, with notes and everything. And uh, Tupac comes in and he hears it and immediately starts bobbing his head, pulls out the pen and the pad, goes in the booth. And in 20 minutes, he finished the song. And that was Are You Still Down? Um, okay. And uh, uh, so second quick story is going to be three, by the way. My, I said <laughs> it's going to be three. So second quick story. Um, I come in the studio one day and I'm doing my job preparing the studio. I know Pac has a session, so I made it my my business to try to get the studio because it was two studios. Whatever Pac was coming in, I made it my business. I was a runner. So, you know, I had to prep the studio, hook up equipment, and then whatever they needed. If they needed food, if they needed weed, if they needed drink, I would be the one to run and go get it. If they needed a, a, a reel of music from another studio across town, I would have to go get it, you know. And so, um, you know, I was the same way I am then now. And I never, you know, kissed any butt or, or, or showed like, you know, starstruck. And I think Pop respected that. He treated me different to the other runners. But um, so having said that, he comes in one day and he's flipping because he can't find a pencil. And everybody's looking at him like, damn, bro, you ain't got to flip because you can't find a pencil. And he's like, you know what? When, when the Wall Street people go to their office, he said, and they have everything that they need on their desk ready for them. He said, right. so what? Because I'm a I'm a black man and I'm a rapper, that it's a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal if I don't have everything I need when I come to the studio. He said, when I'm driving here, all my thoughts is in my head. I know what I'm gonna say. I know what I'm gonna write. And now that I don't have a pencil, y'all effing up my 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 I, man. We talking about pop. He said, y'all fucking up my whole vibe. He said, I tell you what, I ain't paying for the shit. You tell Suge, I said if he got a problem with it, he could come to me. And he was the only person that was not afraid of Suge Knight. And Suge spoke to him differently than anybody else. When Suge used to come in, people used to run and hide. You know what I mean? Wow. Put it this way. The carpets were red in that studio for a reason. I got you. I got you. And so last last quick story is going to be one sentence. Uh, Pac passed me the spliff. Oh, wow. Sitting there listening to Wow! Wow! <laughs> looking at a, a a a Skibby magazine, I'm gonna call it that, and uh, and, and we're listening to his new recordings, and he's, he's listening to All Eyes on Me, 
and somebody's talking to him and I said, he don't hear you. He all up in that magazine. And he turned around and heard that and was like, oh, 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 you got me, right? And so we're standing up and he passes me the spliff and he's just holding it like this. He didn't really pass it to me. He just goes like this, you know? And so I didn't want to grab it and be like, hey, what the fuck you doing? You know, so he go like this. He nudged me and was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I passed me. So I didn't want to steam it. You know, I took my two pulls and passed it back. And then I was looking at the magazine. Somebody started talking to me. And Fox, he don't hear you. He all up in that magazine. And I was like, oh, man. That was like my little, you know, uh, one, of, one of my encounters that I actually had a personal, we had a vibe. We had a moment. You know what I mean? Well, if I know you was going, you know, going there, I probably would have switched up who I chose. But nah, nonetheless, nonetheless I, my, who I pay homage to this week, you know, I can't top them stories because, I, you know, I never met the man a day in my life. But I'm going to give him his praise right now. And that's the great. Great, 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 late, great, legendary Red Fox. Oh, wow. Red Fox, Red Fox, Red Fox. John Elroy Sanford was born in John Elroy? John Elroy Sanford, also known as Red Fox. All right. He was born in the poverty, as they say, um, St. Louis on December 9th, 1922. Um, he had a ruddy complexion, as they would say. That's why his name was Red, of course. Mm-hmm. Notorious for his Frank Tell It Like It Is style, Red Fox broke new ground for minorities and comedians alike by joking about everything from sex to color barriers. He brought simmering and taboo issues into the open. His candor on stage not only jump-started what is now considered a war with censors, but also inspired and enabled other comedians to achieve more than had ever been possible. He is the king of comedy. He is the man. Like, I used to love his show, Sanford and Son and all that, man. Listen, that used to be one of my favorite, favorite, favorite sitcoms. Because um, that was one of the first... mm -hmm, That was one of the first places that um, I saw the N-word being used on television. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was, like, you know, it was... So, that's part of our topic for the day. And so fitting that I chose Red Fox, who, who, when it came down to the census, he used the N-word just like a lot of other comedians use the N-word um, in, a de- in a derogatory sense and as well as in... Um, term of endearment. Yeah, term of endearment, as they say. So we're going to speak to those things in our topic in, in, in the future. But um, Red Fox was definitely one of those guys that... Um, that I that 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 I got a laugh out of, and I learned something from him at the same oh, time. So let's give a shout out to Red Fox and this and, 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 and all he's done for the for the comedy for the comedy world, and all he's done in the name of the civil rights movement because he also was one of, he also was fighting in the, fighting the good fight as well um, with his censorship and with with his style of comedy. So yeah. shout out to Red Fox, of course. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to move on ahead as we always do. You know, we're going to move on ahead and we have it outlined basically as so. But we're going to move on to current events. All right, this is the current events time. Basically, this is the time where we go and go through some of the topics that's that, that's been in the news, you know, whether it be locally, whether it be nationally. 
whatever it is, it's going to touch on some of the things that um, that we find that we find important for our for, for, for our cause, you know, for, for what we're trying to tell our people. All right. So today, first and foremost, what we got is the Queen's D.A. throws out 60 convic convictions due to lying cops. According to The Root, after an investigation into police misconduct, Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz asked the New York Supreme Court to vacate the questionable convictions which involved lying and other misconduct by three members of the NYPD. The former cops have since been tried and convicted for the crimes ranging from perjury to sexually assaulting people they had in custody. All right, Zachariah, with news like this, how do we restore faith in our justice system and our police? Um, we don't. We don't. See, this is like, you know, trying to fight, trying to fight not one giant, but a whole population of giants, you know? And the best we could do, I think, I think, I said this before, the best we could do is teach our children not to grow up with that mentality mm -hmm. that, that you are a victim, not to grow up with the mentality that you are subject, but to grow up with the mentality that you're your biggest, I tell my sons, your strongest muscle is here. Right. You know, and when you, when you build this, you and become- And where is that? What is that? What is that? Your mind, you become a free thinker. And they could take everything away from us. They could take away your freedom. They could take away your food. They could even take away your life. Mm -hmm. But while you're here, there's one thing that they can't take from you. I don't care if they lock you up. Right. They, I don't care if they paralyze you. They can't take this. Mm -hmm. Never Indeed. take that from you. And I think I think that's the only, uh, that's the biggest weapon that we have. Because you can't fight them when they control, like you said last week. What, is, what does it look like when they own everything, right? right. How do we do, you know, how do we, we, we boycott? How do we not? feed the system when everywhere we turn, they own it. Right. Right. So they don't own this. Right. Right. Indeed. 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 And I agree with you totally. Um, there is no faith in this justice system. There is no faith in this police. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, the fact that the cops was convicted of some type of crime I think that helps, you know, in a sense of giving us a, giving us an idea that they're doing something or they're trying, I guess. Uh, I think it's a facade, man. I think it's just like, look, we're doing something to, so 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 we don't we don't incite a riot. You know what I mean? It's like putting a Band-Aid on a bleeding wound. Till you stop the bleeding, you can't really patch it up, right? Right. So with news like this for me, I don't restore faith in the justice system. I restore faith in our system, in the system for our community. You know what I mean? For for people of our, like ourselves, because to just pin to pin it as a black thing will just exclude you in a sense. Oh, you know it, I mean? but I've been yeah. a victim myself also just because of the environment that I'm in, you know, or that I was right. in at a certain time. So know? it's a it's a matter of a system for all humanity in a sense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, one thing that people fail to realize, too, I hate when I hear people say, oh, they can't do that. The, the government, the cops, they do what the hell they want, and they're going to get away with it. They run the system. And when it comes to police, you got black police, too, man. It's not, it's, they're not black. They're blue. 
<laughs> people got to understand when they become cops, their allegiance and their loyalty is to that shield. Yeah. Right, right, right. So when we're looking at this, so to restore faith in our justice system, that's we're in agreement that basically we don't restore faith in it at all. We don't try to restore faith in it at all. We should lean towards being self-sufficient in that sense, correct? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, we never lay down. We never accept it. You know, even though we we're fighting a losing battle, we're still going to fight to the last breath. We're going to scratch and claw and do everything that we can, you know, but also be smart about it. Okay. You know, you're not going to walk in front of the bullet. You know, you're okay. going to be smart. You know what I'm saying? And, and attack at night. You got to be stealth, stealthy, you know? Okay. So next, next current event, Dr. James Whitfield the first black principal at Colleyville Heritage High School in Texas was officially removed from his position over what he said was a false accusation of promoting critical race theory. Hmm. Can wow. we consider this to be reverse racism? <laughs> so, so he felt like he had to defend himself because he was just being accused of promoting critical race theory. How are you being a black man? How are you being a black man and you could be accused of teaching your history? You like, know, like I think Joe or said promoting it your history, promoting who you are. Joe said it the best. He said mm-hmm. it's not, he said they called it critical race theory. It's called teaching black history. Right. That's what it's always been when I was growing up. You no, know, but it, 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 they have to put it in a connotation or in a context to make it seem like you're doing something offensive that's wrong, you know. But it was also a meme that I remember that Joe posted. We never shared it on the show. And it was like a white man saying, we got to protect our heritage. And, and he had a, you know, the Confederate flag behind him. And then in the next pick, he was like some redneck. It was a cartoon. It was like editorial. And then in the next pick, he was like in a classroom saying, no, don't teach that. We got to protect our heritage. Right. I remember that. Right, 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 right. When, so, it's, when, it's, when it's your favor to, to execute power over, you know, who, who you think is under you, then it's you want to protect your heritage and you have the right to wave that flag. But otherwise, shh, well, don't tell us what we did that was bad. Well, labeling things has always been their way of sort of massaging away certain things when they when you when they change the label of it so when i was growing up it was basically you were teaching black history you were teaching african-american history that was it you was teaching us who we are whether it was wrong or right or wrong whether because remember they given us they whitewashed it a lot then yeah to the point of you want to change it to say okay it's actually a theory hmm. look, yeah. it's critical race theory so when you say a theory that's when you're saying okay you know you could play with it now you're playing with words now you understand what i'm saying it's not factual it's just a theory that people came up with how things went how things were how things how things are projected correct and we're talking about a people that uses that plays the word game so well that they've been brainwashing us since our youth and we go for it you know what i'm saying And and so so what we're talking about here, they're calling it critical race theory. Don't forget the first two words. Like you don't want you want to leave out the word black. You want to leave out the word history, right? And it's all critical race. Because when I first heard it, I was like, okay, what are we talking about? 
until I start looking it up and, and get reading articles and stuff. But but you know what the thing is? It's no problem when you use the word black when you when you promote a phrase on mainstream media that's called right. black on black crime. Right. No right. Right. White crime. Why not? Why not just based on another race crime? Why not just get right to the point? You know yeah. what I mean? It's black history. Like it's been. It's to create a mindset, you know, so, of, of inferiority. You know, someone wrote in and says, "Not just about history; it's about systemic design to keep blacks oppressed, and our actual right. history details the development of those systems." That's right. Okay. That's All right. right. Because they, they, because and then just even making the name critical race theory is a, an example of such things because right. it's the same what they did with the math when they said common core math instead of it just being being math. You know, I mean, the way we, you know, mathematics, the way we, 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 we put it, you know, put it out there. No, we're, we're talking about, we're talking, we're talking about, you know, I mean, we're talking about common core as opposed to math, critical race theory, as opposed to black history. That's right. Both of those things is just them playing with words. That's my thing. It's to tiptoe around it and not address it. Right, and I, I, I would um, I like to invite that that person that commented to call in. We'd love to hear your your take on some of this. <laughs> yeah, you can always call in nine two nine four four one two four one seven. That's nine two nine four four one two four one seven. Thank you very much for your input. All right, so next next topic, real quick is this one's real quick. It's more comical than anything else. But Kyle Rittenhouse, all right, mm-hmm. the young man, the young man who um. Who 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 was in Illinois? Was it from Illinois? Where is he from? Uh, I believe so. Where's he from? Yeah, yeah. He's from Illinois. He went over into Wisconsin last summer mm-hmm. during the Black Lives Matter riots and the such. And he was supposed to be going over there to defend the um, the stores. Yeah, you and you drove all the way in with your with your assault rifle. Right, right. We all know the story. We all know what's going on. So we all familiar with what's going on. And the trial is going on right now, which actually I think they wrapped it up. I think the defense rested today. And I don't think I don't think he I don't think it's looking good, bro. I think he's going to get off. Um because not only is the judge in codes, like the, the oh judge the, 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 sticking up for him in the trial. Like don't yeah. you know better. Yeah, and, yeah. And smashing the prosecutor. Yeah. Know? Wow. It was that and was this guy on the act of his life crying on the stand. What did you see it, man? I'm talking yeah, about that one. Point, like, you know, in the movies, they give the boxer the blue Gatorade with the extra strength in it. They probably gave him something to make him emotional so he could cry hard. Man, you know? listen, bruh. He wasn't even, it wasn't a tear even dropping. It was all kinds of, all kinds of. Yeah. It was, man, listen, he was just doing some acting. He was just trying to get over, trying to show some remorse so, so that he could get over on, 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 on the jury. And I don't know, I, the way the judge was talking, it looked like he going to get off, man. Mm, yeah, That's what yeah. I say, man. I got the same vibe and going back to, you know, losing faith in the system. I lost it a long time ago. And this is just another example that when I was watching it, I was like, I got to change the channel. Yeah. And last but not least for our current events for the week, um, tragically, Travis Scott concert over there in Houston, because I think he's from Houston, I believe. 
um, at least eight dead and many injured after a crowd surge at one of his concerts. Yeah. Um, that, you know, things happen, you know, it's a big crowd. Be safe out there when you go into these things, these events and whatnot. Try to have some self-control at the very least. If you see something dangerous, try to get up out of there. Um, but what, 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 what the question that comes to mind when you look at such a such masses and whatnot and such, you know, such ways that the artists can get in can touch them, touch the masses. What control does hip hop have over the masses, bro? All right. Again, I might get too deep, man. Mockley, you know, I was in the game, man. I worked in studios starting out, like I told you, with Pac and Snoop. I came out here. I had songs on the radio. I did a song with Rihanna and T-Pain. Never met them. Had radio play. Did shows up and down the East Coast. I've been invited to VIPs. I've been invited to that back room with the red lights and, you know, the 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 the, the risque mask and the naked people walking around. And I left, you know, and, and after that, I saw things change. Like I, I wasn't invited anymore. And you're not, they, they test you to see if you're going to be in that circle. And everybody that's in there, they were like, nah, that guy didn't sell it. So they all sold they sold, man. And and let me tell you something, um, you know, it's and- a big, it's a you know, blood sacrifices. Um, you know, they, they signed the contracts in red ink to 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 symbolize blood. You know, it's a lot of things that go on that the public doesn't know about, or some so-called conspiracy theories. And the YouTube videos talking about it is like, oh, that guy's bugging. He's going too far. But I've seen it. I've seen it up close. I know what it looks like. And that concert right there. You know, okay, quick quick conversation that I heard a video recording of. Guy was working in the music industry because I got a buddy that got me that job at the studio. He's been working in the industry ever since he came out of school. He's about 10 years older than us. And um, he let me hear a conversation. It was a big name in the industry. He went and left to London. He was working with rock music and heavy metal. And then a conversation was played where he called somebody from out here, worked at Universal. And they said, hey, man, you need to get back over here, man. Things are going blowing up and going crazy. He's like, well, what's the difference? He was like, Give me one second, Zach. Give me one second. We're going to let you finish up that story right right after this commercial break from the Evening Rush Network. Peace. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. What's up, y'all? Your boy Shice, Mr. Talk of the Town, letting you know now the Evening Rush Network now has the app. So catch it on the Google Play and the App Store, and you can catch all your podcasts like the Evening Rush, Let's Talk Crazy, the Queens of NYC, Sex, Love, and Alcohol Plug, TL Mac Fitness, I Am the Cold Clara, On Everything, and Getting to the Focus, and all in one place at the Evening Rush Network app. That's right. So catch all your favorite shows. What are you waiting for? Download it now. All right, and we are back. Shout out to the Evening Rush Network, of course. And of course, we are sponsored by none other than Baller. Big Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. That is the place you want to send your child if you're in the Big Apple area. 
specifically Brooklyn right now. We're going to try to expand out to the other boroughs. We're going to try to expand out to the nation. We're trying to get Baller South going on something. We're trying to get Baller West Coast. We're trying to get it everywhere. Trying to trying trying to trying to put the template up there. Uh, we're also on Instagram at plugged mj at plugged mj. Okay, so back to what we were talking about okay, previously okay. to the commercial. Travis Scott. Okay, what control now? As you as you're wrapping up what your story is and whatnot, I need you to lean over to. They are getting um the 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 artists are being controlled. So in this in 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 the artists being controlled, hip hop is being controlled through the artists. Correct. I mean, um, the people are being controlled through the through, through the artists. Correct. The people are being controlled through the artists and the music itself. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. that's what the story is speaking to right now. Um, but okay. before I even jump back in, I'm gonna say we now return you back to your regularly scheduled unprogramming. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, you gotta so, write that um, in. So so yeah, so this conversation took place between these two industry insiders that work, you know, you probably read their names on the credits of a lot of albums, you know, in hip hop, rock and roll, and also uh, heavy metal. And that's where it started first. If you remember when we were kids just coming up, heavy metal music was labeled as the devil worshippers music. And they used to play it back with Led Zeppelin and they used to have phrases in it and stuff. Well, the conversation went like this, hey man, you need to get back over here. And he's like, okay, so what's the difference? He's like, I've been in UK for six years he's like well you need to get back over here man and he was like why what's going on he was like well we we, we got control of of rap music now he's like ever since rap music came out, he's like now we're using rap music and he's like so what's what's the difference though he's like why rap <clears throat> he's like because now we can get to an audience that we never could touch with hip with uh rock and roll and heavy metal Mm. Right. And if you think it's just about the black community, it's not because more white kids listen to rap music than they do heavy metal. So it's just a matter of mind control. Right. And so he said, "Okay, well, let me ask you a few questions. He's like, all right, shoot. He said, "Um, does every label still have seven to 13 main A&Rs? He said, absolutely. Every major has that. He said ever since 2000, the year 2000, uh, Universal and MCA and Sony formed the Trilateral Commission. So that's when they bought out all the other labels. That's when Master P started, you know, losing his, uh, owning his own label status because now he became a sub-label. Okay. And then, okay, real quick to sum it up. So he says, yes, okay, okay. He says, do they still have a temple room in every main office? Yes. Do they still put gins in the main, in the uh, uh, master copy? Say yes. Is there still a rabbi present? He said, yes, gins are spirits and they put it on the master copy so that when it plays, it gives out a vibe that when you feel it, you're a, it's a spiritual thing, man. And even to the, to the frequency of rap music, it's all played at frequencies that are not in alignment with our spine, which our spine is at 482, uh, the frequency 482. That's deep. And. And guess what? That's 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 above my pay grade in my mind. So <laughs> that's why people be like, "Ah, oh, that's a, how stupid it is." The devil worshippers—they know this stuff, right? And you know, I'm far from it. So that's that's one thing, right? 
So we're going to go into our next segment real quick, all right? Um, it's just one of our funny little segments. You know what I mean? So let's go to you know what I mean. Throw up my meme for me, please, this week. Uh, th- this week's meme is... Where is it? 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 Okay. Well, we're going. Oh, there it go. Welcome to church. There's a guy with a. There's a guy standing there saying, "Welcome to church. You won't be needing this." Pulling out the brain from the other from from his constituent, obviously. Oh my god. Um, that says it all. In a nutshell. You. It's how accurate, right? You won't be needing this. Give me your brain, and um. You know, and I think that's welcome to any, 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 you know, any, any organized religion. I believe it's it's to control. It's about control. So moving on to the topic of the day. Learning the N-word. Oh, man. I, I, I thought I knew about it. I thought I knew so much about it. I mean, I guess I know about it. I guess I'm, 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 I'm learned about it, but. You know, I want to unlearn. I want to stop. I want to stop saying it. I want to stop letting it be a part of who I am, a part of who my sons is, a part of who the young men around me is. So let's get to let's get to that, man. It's, 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 it's deep, right? Learning the N-word. According to an article in the Washington Post in February 2021, two prominent journalists were disciplined, largely because of uttering or defending the use of the worst racial slur in the English language, the N-word. Um, Donna McNeil, a star New York Times reporter, and Slate's Mike Pesca, a popular podcast host who debated with colleagues in an online office messaging app about whether non-Black people should be allowed to quote the word. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Zach? Okay, well, surprisingly, I have uh, a lot of insight on this subject. Okay. Um, well, let's just let's just let's let's, let's move on down to the topics. So we're gonna keep it. To the question. I'm gonna keep it to the question. And right. I, think, I think no, you shouldn't. First of all, personally, I don't even think black people should be duped into thinking it's okay to use it. And especially if you're a non-black person, you know, quote unquote black, because I don't agree with those terms anyway. It's all part of brainwash. And now. You, you think it's somebody saying it's okay for you to say it and for you to not to be ignorant of the history of what it has done and the effects of it and why it's even a thing. That's kind of a very selfish and ignorant mentality. Like for those who probably will never watch us, um, I guess it, 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 it's, you know, I guess it, it's important for them to understand where you're coming from with your words. Um, Zachariah is not a black man. <laughs> Just if anybody, you know, didn't know, um, he, in terms of what our culture, what our society would deem, he'd be called a white man. Even All though right? white people may not think that. Right. Right. You know? Um, so with that being said, now watch this on the flip side to that. I don't care. I think they should be allowed. Because I don't, I, me personally, I don't put that much, I don't put that much energy into that word to say that someone should be allowed or disallowed. I think they should be allowed because we have a problem with not saying it. If we have such a problem with it being said by others, then we should 
we should um, practice not saying it more as a people. And I don't think there's any way we can wash it down to make it taste better than what it actually meant in the past and what it's meant when a redneck might say it or any other racist person might say it. So if we have such a problem with it, um, another non-black person saying it, then we should stop saying it, okay? Um, So in a separate interview, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who led the Times prize-winning 1619 project about the role of slavery in American history said, people know, and particularly white people know, that this is a word that you don't say unless there's absolutely 100% necessary, justifiable reasons to say it. For instance, you are reading a direct quote from someone in a very particular circumstance, Mm -hmm. academic setting, a speech, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, is there a situation where, where, in your mind, where anybody should be able to justifiably say it, whether it be in a racist tone or in a friendly tone? No, because I think when we talk about, you know, and this is something I speak of often, man, in on this podcast and then outside of this podcast. I'm all for unity of people, but I understand that that's impossible with everybody. You know what I mean? And, and it's unfeasible to be realistic about that. But if you have that mindset to try to be an example of what it looks like to be a free thinker and you educating people on the effects and trying to be empathetic, then no, there is no circumstances where it's available. If I'm reading a quote and I get to that word, like earlier we were off camera and I was talking about how um, it's in the book of Wisdom of Solomon and and the word is used in, in in the form with a D at the end and he's speaking about the characteristics of a person. It has nothing to do with their color and he's talking about how it means somebody that's stingy or selfish, right? But that's old English, right? And we don't know what that word is because it was translated from Hebrew, so it's probably not the same. But the point is that even as I was talking about it, I'm not going to say the word because once you understand that I should be empathetic, it may not bother you, but there are other Black people out there who have been in situations where they've been called that or somebody they know was called that right before they died and got murdered. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a whole different story. And we have to be, we have to try to step into other people's shoes, man, if we're ever going to walk side by side or try to understand each other. Even if you don't want to walk side by side, you have to try to understand people, man. You have to be able to look at perspectives outside of your own. It's just a part of growth and maturity. Indeed, indeed. And I agree with you. I agree with you, you know, 100% on that one. Because I think, like I said, I say it, you know, I say no, I say in no, in no way should it be accepted anymore. Yeah, I think it should be, I think it should, it's, it's a done deal. Um, because when you even look at the definition of it, right. Um, when you look at the definition of it, it's just a play on words, right. Cause the Latin term negro, you know what I mean? So they said, okay, we're going to call Nick. So they played on it. So nigger in a sense, isn't necessarily the negative term, but that's something that they were calling us as we were being beaten and, and, and done wrong in slavery. You know what I mean? As we was getting beat down in slavery, that's what they called us. That's what they, that, that's the term, nothing but a nigga. Like they could have used any word in the, they could have used any word in the dictionary and well, it still would have, it still would have became derogatory. No. 
Yeah, and if you if we look up the history of the word, it was actually a word in English that was used to describe certain characteristics before it was used as a derogatory um, uh, connotation towards blacks. You okay. know, before slavery, English was spoken. Before the transatlantic slave trade, English was spoken. You know, and that word was to, even today, the real definition of the word is to describe characteristics, not the color of your skin. But because of the history of it, like, which is what I always say about, you know, having black pride, you know, yeah, you can still have black pride and, and be open to hearing other people but at the same time. But at the same time, you still have to be open minded that, you know, okay. There's a history to this. That's why black pride should be something that's taught to the to the culture to the culture and the generation of children that came up that don't really okay. understand the importance of it. So it's the All same right. thing with that word. If you don't know the history of it, you're gonna use it loosely. You're not gonna understand how many people it hurt and died for it. Okay. Until then, you're gonna think. Okay. It. So Mark Twain's Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, American classic, banned in schools across America for one reason, one word. Nigga. All right, I said it. Right? The N-word. A word so offensive, it's usually called the N-word, right? Because of this controversy, their newly released edition removes the N-word and replaces it with slave. So the question is: does the general public equate the idea of N the N-word with slavery? And of course they do. It's 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 synonymous. It's what it is. It's how it goes. Um, what 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 do we go? <laughs> yes, and it is still crazy because to sit here and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to take one negative word and I'm going to just put like, how did you put slave and think that was going to actually lighten up the blow for us? I mean, but it goes back to what you talked about earlier. Also, when we were having a conversation off camera that. I was like, certain things are normal to this generation. And you're like, well, if you think about it, it is normal to every gener- new next generation that comes up. Different things are normal to them. Because right? it's a matter of evolution, right? It's a matter of evolving. With this word, there's, there's, a, there's a history behind it, but it's also different to this generation. It's okay. normal to them, and it's, they don't understand the history behind it. You know? Right, so that's why... Man, empathy is a huge word right here, man. They, they concerning this subject. Yeah, I mean, but how much empathy can you, like I said before, how much empathy can we really have if we continue to sit here and use the word loosely? We we swing it around, n word this, n word that, my n word, my okay. Forgive me. I, I apologize. The word empathy is coming from my perspective. So mm-hmm. with someone that walks in black skin every day. It's mm-hmm. called sympathy, you know, because you know how it feels, but you're just uneducated on the history of the word. But you don't like it when it's said. It still makes you feel a way when somebody outside of your race or your color calls you that, but right? That goes into something that we're going to speak to later because other nationalities are called derogatory terms, but yet that is something that, is something that they don't call themselves and it's something that they do not allow others to call them without seeing them. You understand? So there we have, you know, we're going to speak to that one in a minute. All right. All right. So I have a question. The N word and slave, we said the two terms are synonymous, right? I guess it goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? A slave, we talk about a slave, we talk about a slave, we're talking about a nigger, right? 
We've been taught that. I don't agree. Mm. A slave, a slave, slavery been going on since way before the transatlantic slave trade. And there were slaves of all color. If you look at the hieroglyphics in Egypt, there were slaves every single color on that wall. There was red, there was white, there was dark brown. There was all different colors because back then it wasn't about, you know, it was about what family and nation you came from if you were in power or not. That's it. And you were sold if you were not. That's it. Right. The same human beings has been going on longer than prostitution. <laughs> You're right. You know? And 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 so it's not synonymous with with slavery. But no. but but now when you say it's not synonymous with slavery, so I'm looking at it like this, right? But what is the N-word? Is it so what 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 does it trigger in us? So I'm going to ask myself that question, right? What does it trigger in me to hear if a if a white man says it to me? I take it back to our time in slavery. So it's not synonymous with slavery, but it could be synonymous with our mentality to take yeah. us back to that time, correct? Right. right. And that's okay. when it was that's when it was embedded for a negative purpose. Right, because it still allows us to keep that mentality because like we said, we're still sitting here mentally mentally enslaved as well. And, and we're trying to pick the chains off. That's why we're the mental warriors right now. We're sitting there trying to trying to break the chains of your mind. Um so Am I born a nigga? That's the question I'm going to ask. Zachary, can we be born niggas? Like, when you look at us, are we born niggas? You know, life is based on perception. Like, our reality is based on perception. So to Mm -hmm. somebody, you might be. Mm -hmm. But you should never feel that way about yourself. And no, Mm -hmm. I don't care how you grew up or what environment you grew up in and you've been called that or you've only been around white people that are racist and you've never felt that love or acceptance from any other uh, colored people but your own. You should never feel like that. That's something that was put upon you by the powers that be, for lack of a a better term right now. And, and, you know, like I said before, man, if you call a child stupid every day, they're not going to be very bright. And if you get called that word every day or you think it's okay and you call yourself that, you know, my teacher used to tell me, and I even heard your father say this, you know, if you if you think it's okay to just go and and and, and urinate behind a garbage can in public, you don't think too highly of yourself. But if you think you're better than that, then you will you will think more highly of yourself, you will carry it more highly. If you think you're a prince, you will carry it like a prince. If you exactly. think you're you will carry it like a king. And if you that, think you're a slave, you're going to carry it like one. Right. And to, that, and, to that, and, to that, and to that same question, no, of course not. I mean, that's an easy question for me. Am I born a nigga? No. Um, as a black man being born in the ghetto, as they would say, you feel that way. You sure feel that way. You sure feel like you was born one until you open your mind up to the fact that you aren't one. So there's a fight from the womb, in a sense, because your your life you're not responsible for your life at that moment. Your 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 life is in the hands of those who's either going to call you a nigga, who might not call you a nigga, who might treat you like a little nigga, <laughs> you know, you know the n word. You understand? It's 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 you know. We, so we, we talking speak. about the topic is learning the n word, right? 
And in my experience coming up and where I grew up in Pasadena, California, I was called that. Everybody was called that. We called each other that. It was normal. It wasn't a derogatory term. Even my black friends accepted me saying it, accepting my Asian friends and my Latino friends saying it. But I don't know how it feels to walk in a black skin every day and then hear that word or use it. I don't know what that feels like. So I don't that until I got older. You know what I mean? So, and it's a PTSD, yeah. and it's a PTSD that we're feeling that has nothing to do with our experience. That's the it's, crazy it's, part. It's, it's transgenerational influence, man. It's in the mm-hmm. DNA. We spoke about this on previous shows. So that goes to this question, right? You just spoke to something, and can you become a nigga? Like, can you become a nigga? Yes. Like, since 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 you said, you know, growing up in your hood, y'all was throwing it around there like that. Can someone become a nigga? Like, all right, we're not born one, but can you be a nigga? Only in the true, to the true definition of the word, not to what they try to make it out to be. Like, if you black, you won. No, you can't become that. You know what I'm saying? And and that that definition doesn't hold true just because the white man been pushing it down, you know, the public's throat, everybody's throat for the past 400 years. The definition of the word speaks to character. So, yeah, you could become one according to the true definition of the word and you could be any color. You know, they come in according to the definition. They come in all colors on this planet because it talks about your character. But that word has been changed by the system and by the white man, even in, in TV and, and media and history books, man. I mean, come on. So so, like that, so that answers the question to the to the fact of it says is that is the term associated only with race? Is the term only associated with complexion, reflective of behavior and circumstances as well? Like, is the term valid? It can, like, so let's take it off of a black man. Let's take it off of anybody. Is the term to be used at all? Should it just be eradicated from the dictionary? You can't. You see, they, they took the word and try to make it into something else for so many centuries now that people think that's what the word means. Mm. I think we need to go back to the dictionary and start teaching what the word really means. And that's where the unlearning comes in. You have to unlearn that that word does not refer to the color of your skin. It does not make you a lesser human being. It, 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 it may, it's like calling somebody stingy or, or, selfish, stupid. or, or stupid. stupid. You know what I mean? Right. And that just means a certain thing. You can't change it. You know, like everybody of this color is stingy. No, that's not how it go, man. Right. I got you. So, so in a sense, different, different races can be considered the N word. Okay. Even they not acknowledge it. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 I probably okay. know more, 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 no more white ones, you know, according to the definition of describing character than I do other color people. So is there a time where it becomes acceptable? I think, I think, I, I think that I, me personally, just so that we can get shake it out of our system, get it out of our culture, get it out of our everyday vocabulary, I think it just should be disappear. You know, just something that we just don't use anymore. And I think that's more powerful than anything else. Like to just keep incorporating it and try to mold it into some type of uh, slur that just that's that's you know only means one thing. I think we're still playing with a thin line of of, of people. You know, like I said, PTSD for a whole for a whole nation. Yes. And I think it's, it, it becomes like a scar. You know, you have like I have a scar here. Right. And I'm always conscious about covering it, you know, 
But you have people that be like, when I survived this, I survived cancer, I survived that. I'm proud of my scars. And now you try to own it, even though it was something that was meant to hurt you. And I feel like that's what uh, 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 I've heard black people say is that, no, it don't mean that no more. We took it from them and it's ours and you can't say it no more. We using it as the, we flipped it to be a term. And, and that's the thing. The thing is, yeah. the thing is, we, 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 we flipped it. Right. We flipped it as a term of endearment to say, OK, my dude, my dude, my dude, my dude, my dude, my dude. And. Yo, you know what I mean? And then at the same time, we also use it as, you know, use it as a weapon as well. You know what I mean? Yo, you were stupid. Like, you know what I mean? So, and then on top of that, on top of us using it in a negative sense, you have a whole nother um, nationality that uses it purely for negative, for negative, in a negative sense. You know what I mean? So, it's like it's like it's just I mean, you know. Well, let's 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 unlearn these titles because really and all, it's it's not another nationality. It's just a dip, people of a different skin color. Nationality speaks to where your ancestors come from. You want right. to keep where my ancestors came from, where your ancestors came from. Indeed, indeed, different from centuries of of migration, right? But going back to the topic, man, the word you can you can, we've been brainwashed with it for so long. You can't just unlearn it like that. So it doesn't not, mean that. You brought up that you keep you brought it up a few times already. Okay, so the question is, how can we begin to unlearn the word? How can we begin to unlearn it? Basically, I mean, I I'm not. Author, author, the authority to speak on that. And okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to begin to try to speak on it. Um, they say that the considering it to be a term of endearment make it less, you know, less derogatory. No, it doesn't. Um, anytime I hear it, I cringe now. But still, in all, I still find myself saying it. And what I found myself saying it is more in a derogatory sense than in a positive sense because I no longer want to consider my man or my brother a nigga anymore. You understand what I'm saying? So what's shaking off of me is the, I'm going I'm to call you my nigga or I'm going to call the next brother my nigga. But I'll say that's a silly, that's a silly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would say that, you know what I mean? In a, you know what I mean? In the same breath. So to take the term, forget the term of endearment, take it away, period. That's my thing. You know what I mean? It don't make it any less derogatory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, yeah. I think that's a step in the right direction. You know? Right. And just to share real quick, you know, I mentioned that that's how I grew up. I said it for, for years until, until I was an adult. Like I told you, I used to rap. I used to put it in my songs. It was just the way I talked. It wasn't like I was trying to do it. It was, became a part of me. And it's like, you know, if you ever had a habit and you kick that habit, it takes a certain amount of time before you stop craving that thing. You know, I used to right. smoke cigarettes and I quit. You know, I knew I made up my mind, but other people around me like, man, you just quit yesterday. You ain't quit. Right, right, right. Time in, you know, and just to, here's a fun fact. It takes 21 to 30 days to, to, to break a habit or develop a new one. If you just mm-hmm. practice something straight for a month, okay. you can, okay. the human mind is set to break a habit. You, we have that power. Y'all heard, y'all heard that, my people, my, my fellow, my fellow N-words. Listen, let's practice that for a month. 
Let's try to let's try to keep that out of our mouths for about a month, and let's see how see if it works, man. Because I know for a fact that other cultures do not stand for that for the derogatory terms, such as like um, chinks and spick and kite and 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 what's the Italian one? Cracker. Yeah, and, cracker. And, um, uh, uh, a guinea. Guinea, yeah, they don't do none of that. You don't hear an Italian, and mind you, the funny part is, it's like what I said. It's if you actually hear them say that, it's actually on and popping. That means, like, if a if a if a if a if, a, if, a, if another Chinese dude called the next Chinese dude chink, trust me, he wants to fight. Yeah, you know what I mean, he wants to fight at that moment. You understand what I'm saying? And but yet here we uh we sit there and just don't just throw it around like it's nothing we throw it around like it's like it's like 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 it's a toy and it's not it's very hurtful it's very it's very divisive and it's very painful because it brings back it brings back so much uh, memories of why we were called the n-word in the first place you know what i mean <laughs> so in unlearning it what we have to do is stop i say cease and stop it like Let's get rid of the word. Let's get let's 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 whitewash it. Let's do what let's do what they do with stuff. You, you know, know what I mean? I want to end on this note because I know we we you you know you can wrap it up after I say this, but um, mm-hmm. press the time. But I think we also have to learn that the the effects of what is called today the Willie Lynch syndrome. So mm-hmm. like when you pit, they were pit against each other, the light from the dark, the kinky hair to the soft hair. They were brought in the house, given food, scraps off the master table. The other ones got scraps from the animal that would have been discarded. So it was always put against each other that I'm better than you. You ain't better than me. And then they watched the masters degrade them and call them that. And after a while, the that, the, the house slave basically would, would think that you on the level of the master and want to call the field slave that and now this has been carried on for centuries now because it's been a brainwash to to put you against each other so is it really a term of endearment you like you said in the same breath you might use it derogatory in, in a derogatory fashion and in another breath you might use it as a term of endearment but this is a a, a centuries long brainwash that until if in order to unlearn it you have to acknowledge those things to say all right where did this come from? Right, and we spoke to those things. We spoke to we spoke to where where it might have come. Well, we all know that it came from slavery. It came from something that they they figured to to start calling us to peg us as. And now it's just time to unlearn it. Now it's I mean we learned what it is. We learned you know the pain of it and all that other stuff. A little bit of it because I actually I actually don't mind a part two to this because this was actually Joe's. Joe's thought that Joe wanted to bring this topic and I wouldn't mind to hear what he really wanted to put to this as well. All right. So I don't think that we did a bad job on it, of course, you know, but I also wouldn't mind hearing what's Joe's take on how can we unlearn the N word as well. You need all the help in the world to unlearn this word because I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's a doozy. It keeps, it keeps popping his head up and, Trust me, the wrong one said to me it's on and popping. So uh, with, that, with that being said, um, Zachariah, I really, 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 really appreciate you being here still, man. I appreciate the Evening Rush Network. I appreciate Miss Jada John behind the scenes, always keeping us on the on on point with her with her research and the such. We yeah, we got a little research team and all that good stuff. 
Um, I just want to give everybody else a shout out. I want to give everybody else um, thank you for, for tuning in. Appreciate all that you've done for us so far. That is plugged.